Happy Tuesday. Pete Callender here. Pete Callender Show. Uh, News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Thanks a lot for uh, hanging out, for letting me be a part of your day. I do appreciate it. The phone numbers, as always, 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. The email, Pete at the Pete Callender Show. And that's Callender with a K. Um, Serious question. I have a serious question. So I know there is one I in FBI, but I am curious, how many eyes does the FBI have considering all of the black eyes it's been getting? Now, I know that there are a lot of people that work at the FBI, so there's obviously two eyes on average per person. I mean, I'm just going with an average there. Um, so I don't know. There's maybe tens of thousands of eyes to be blackened. When does this stop? How does this stop? I understand people are people. People make bad decisions. People are corruptible. You give them power and, uh, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And, and, you know, on that spectrum, not a lot of good things uh, at the end of that path. So I'm just I, I am curious as to when when is enough enough on this stuff? I hardly consider myself to be a radical anymore. I hardly, <laughs> much like Barry Goldwater, no, the, I, I don't consider myself to be a radical. There are a lot of people that want to uh, impose radical changes very quickly. People think we're at the point of no return. We have to act radically. Uh, and that's left and right, by the way. Uh, I, am, uh, I am more on the conservative side. I don't like massive you know, upheavals in status quo because... There are unforeseen and unpredictable consequences for such upheavals. And then you get into, you know, impacts on real people. And uh, that's why I, you know, prefer a measured, steady course. Make some changes as you can. Make some tweaks as you can. I understand, like a lot of people say, that's, you know, that's just the frog in the pot getting boiled. And I get that. But the alternative to me is like the, the massive shifts that upend people's lives should be avoided. And I don't know if I believe that because I'm a conservative or I'm conservative because I believe that. Right? I, I, I don't know which came first there, the chicken or the egg. But with regards to the FBI, I really – oh, hang on a second. I need to say this first. I think everybody that works at the FBI, much like the IRS, are fantastic individuals. I would never, ever, ever do anything that would uh, uh, make them question my loyalty. Okay, that being said, I think it's time to maybe just, uh, yeah, just deconstruct the whole agency. Just take, just take it apart. I, I don't know what else to do. You're, I, I'm, I have no confidence in elected officials to be able to reform this agency, which has a very, very long history of, you know, people in charge behaving quite badly. So that's not to say there aren't people that are doing good work. I, I, I don't want to discount that. However, what we have just witnessed in the last seven years now, six, seven years, and I know there are plenty of examples going back years prior. I, I understand that. But I, I don't know how you, how you recover this institution's credibility because it doesn't have much. I mean, I don't know how long it's going to have to keep its nose clean and how you do that with so many people that are working there. Because when you, I mean, look, any agency of that size has a lot of people. And so 
People make bad decisions. And so there's probably always going to be something, right? Somebody's going to get in trouble for something. But after the after what we saw, how it was used, how these people behaved politically, I have no confidence in the agency. I have no confidence in their credibility at that institution. No. Why, why would I? And now, as of yesterday, we get the report that a former top FBI counterintelligence official who was involved in the Trump-Russia collusion investigation was arrested on charges of conspiring to violate U.S. sanctions on Russia. Again, top FBI counterintelligence official involved in the Trump-Russia collusion investigation arrested for conspiring with a Russian oligarch in order to beat the sanctions against that oligarch. Sanctions, I might add, that were put in place by, wait for it, Donald Trump, the the, the Putin puppet, right? <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump, the Putin puppet that slapped all the oligarchs with the sanctions, the guy running the Russia collusion investigation into Trump was taking checks from an oligarch. The guy's name is Charles McGonagall. Wait a minute. Charles McGonagall. Wasn't he... Was he, was he a, wasn't he on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood? Wasn't he the letter carrier? Oh, McFeely. Not the guy with the green jeans either. That was Mr. Green. That was Mr. Green Jeans. That makes more sense. Yes. Okay. So Charles McGonigal, he's been the special agent in charge, or as I like to refer to them, the SACs. Special they actually are referred to as SAC SAC SAC. Special agent in charge. He was he was SAC of the FBI's counterintelligence division in New York. He is accused of taking secret payments from Russian billionaire Oleg Deripaska in exchange for investigating a rival oligarch. Hmm. So he's out there freelancing, working for a Russian oligarch who got sanctioned. McGonagall, 54, is one of the highest ranking FBI officials ever charged with a crime. That's a... That's just some some good work there. Really, really good work. Fantastic. He faces one count of violating U.S. sanctions, one count of money laundering, and two conspiracy counts. Each of these four charges, which were filed in a New York federal court, each of them carries a maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. He appeared in a Manhattan federal court yesterday. He pleaded not guilty to the four-count indictment. The judge then released him on a $500,000 personal recognizance bond plus travel restrictions and prohibitions on contacting anyone else associated with the case. There is a separate indictment by the U.S. attorney in Washington that was unsealed yesterday as well, and it accuses McGonagall of falsifying records and documents. Speaking of documents... Uh, have we checked in to see if they found any more Joe Biden's house, either of his homes, either of the houses, either of his mansions? No, I heard yesterday. I think, yeah, Brett Winterbull made a great point. 
uh, on his show yesterday. He was talking about how you notice when it's when it's Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, right? They call they call it the mansion. It's the resort. It's a luxury uh, facility. Whatever they have all these like fancy terms for it. But with Joe Biden, it's just his home. It's just his meager dwelling. It's like a it's like a three bed two bath, you know. <laughs> all right, it's Joe Biden's. It's his home. One of his couple of homes. Him being the small carbon footprint kind of guy that he is. Separate indictment. Falsifying records and documents, it said he made false statements to conceal a nearly quarter of a million dollar payment from an individual with business interests in Europe who he knew was an employee of a foreign intelligence service. Guess what country that is? All right, hold that thought. I'll tell you in a minute. Talk 1110-993-WBT. I would like to give a special note of thanks to former Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, Mike Pence, um, for not breaking this news while I wasn't here. I appreciate that. Apparently, Pence told Congress that he discovered classified documents in his home in Carmel, Indiana. Carmel? Caramel? Carmel? Indiana? Sweet place, I've heard. Um, yeah, they are from his time as vice president. Following the revelations that classified documents from President Biden's tenure as Veep were found at the Penn Biden Center think tank and Wilmington, Delaware, the vice president's team conducted searches of Pence's Indiana home and political advocacy group which is called Advancing American Freedom, or as I call it, AF. According to his team, Pence informed the National Archives on January 18th of a small number, just a tiny teensy-weensies, about a dozen, of potential classified documents found in two small, tiny little boxes. Then another two boxes contained copies of vice presidential papers. The National Archives then informed the FBI per standard procedure. I'm thinking the National Archives is going to have to hire a bunch more people. Because at this point, I think we should just assume every president, vice president, secretary of state, like what, all cabinet members? Like where do we where are we drawing the line? Like everybody's got to, at this point, just for the sake of space, right, on the court dockets or at the press conferences or scheduling conflicts, I think it's just it's going to be easier for us to just ask if you don't have secret documents step forward everybody was you just assume everybody's got them now seriously after the documents with classified markings were discovered they were immediately put into a safe a tiny teensy weensy little safe because you know it's only a couple it's just small number tiny little box the documents were collected by the fbi at pence's home uh thursday evening january 19th while pence was in washington for the annual march for life uh, the FBI collected the documents, and according to Fox News here, other documents that were not identified as potential classified documents were driven from Indiana to the National Archives in Washington, D.C. No classified documents were found at Pence's uh, AF office. 
or as they call it, the Athos. That's what they call it. I don't actually know that, but they should. So not at his office, but who knows? Who knows? I think we need to start tossing cells here or, or home offices, whatever. We need to start tossing them. We need to start turning over, you know, mattresses. Who's got the secret documents stuffed under the mattress? I, like, I don't know why you would do that, but like, I want to know, like, do these rules matter? Because people's lives have been ruined based on these rules. And negligence is not an excuse. The, the, the law does not discriminate here based on whether you were negligent or whether you were acting in a nefarious way for some sort of, you know, you know, motive to sell it or harm us. doesn't matter. You took them. You weren't supposed to take them. That is illegal. That's the law. Although we'll probably get a reinterpretation of that law. Now that the now that the worm is turned towards Joe Biden, I don't even understand. Where does that expression come from? The worm has turned. Is that like a worm in an apple? Worm on a hook? I don't I don't know. Anyway, let me get back to this FBI story, this Charles McGonagall, one of the highest ranking FBI officials now ever charged with a crime. He's got uh, four out of the state of New York and uh Another indictment by the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C. And uh, that one, that second indictment, says that he made false statements to conceal a $225,000 payment from an individual with business interests in Europe who he knew was an employee of a foreign intelligence service. The nine-count indictment said that while Mr. McGonigal worked for the FBI, he sought to conceal from the Bureau his ties to the unidentified former intel official, even while traveling abroad with the person and meeting with foreign nationals. Court documents describe that intelligence officer as an Albanian. Didn't see that one coming, did you? Albanian. He's an Albanian who was employed by a Chinese energy conglomerate, which I'm sure has nothing to do with anything. I'm sure just coincidental. The Russians and the Chinese, amazingly enough, intersect at Charles McGonagall, who, by the way, was running the Trump-Russia collusion investigation. Prosecutor said McGonagall had a business relationship with this Albanian, from August of 2017 through September of 2018 when he retired from the Bureau. Prosecutors said that this unidentified intelligence official later, quote, served as an FBI source in a criminal investigation involving foreign political lobbying in which McGonagall had a supervisory role. Interesting. So a, so a, so an Albanian employed by the Chicoms, an energy conglomerate. I don't know. Would that be the, was it CFTC or CETCC, FTC, whatever it is? The one that has the deals with Hunter Biden and his company? Was that, is that the same Chinese energy conglomerate? McGonagall is supervising a criminal investigation involving foreign political lobbying. And this is the guy he's using as a source. Who's also been charged, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. Good job, FBI. Really. Bang up work.
Talk 1110-993-WBT. Got an email here from Douglas to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. That's the email address. Pete, you will not believe what happened to me over the weekend. Well, I was out and about, going from this store to that store. I arrived at my first stop, went in, did whatever it is that I did, and then I went back to my car. Now, mind you, I was going into a store to pick up a single item that could rest on my front passenger seat. I had pulled into the parking spot, so I put it in reverse, checked my mirrors, and what do I spy in the back seat when I check my rearview mirror? A stack of classified documents with a sticky note that read, found at Biden's house. I was mortified. They definitely were not there when um, when I left my house and I locked my doors when I went into the store. How could this have happened? I proceeded to back out of the spot, reached into the back seat to snag the contraband and chucked it out the window, promptly sped off. In a cold sweat, I drove home, forgoing the rest of my honeydew list. I ran four red lights in the process, which I'm not sure, but I think it means I'm a typical charlatan driver. Or that I was just so scared I couldn't possibly convince myself to stop. Maybe I should have backed into the spot. No. Uh, by the way, just one other point here on the backing into the, the parking spaces is that um, I don't think I definitely don't think you should be able to do it if you are parked in the front row in front of the stores, you know? Like you know, like at a strip mall, they'll have the spots that are like you pull in and you're you're looking right at the front of the building. You know, people are walking on the little sidewalk. It's usually like a covered sidewalk kind of thing. And you pull up right there and you can jump out. Because especially like when you're coming out of those stores, because this literally happened to me. I was walking out of the store and the parking space right in front of the door is open. Nobody was parked there. And so I start walking out because I'm parked in the parking lot. So I start walking through that empty spot this literally happened to me this weekend, and as I'm walking out, somebody has pulled past, threw, throw it, uh, they threw it in reverse, and then they started to back into the spot where I am. It's just not normal. Okay. Um, a, uh, all right, I went into a separate indictment. Prosecutors identified an intelligence official. Uh, this is the Albanian. Uh, this is, again, this is a story, by the way, from the Washington Times by Jeff Mordock. Not the guy on trial in South Carolina. In 2016, Charles McGonigal, the uh, former head, special agent in charge of the FBI's counterintelligence division in New York. 2016, he was serving as chief of the cybercrime section of the FBI headquarters or at FBI headquarters. In that position, he was one of the first FBI officials to learn that a Trump campaign official had bragged that Russian officials had dirt on Hillary Clinton. And that sparked the Trump-Russia collusion investigation known as Operation Crossfire Hurricane. Isn't it amazing? All of the people that are in that that were in that little orbit right around James Comey, all the people there, they all just come to the same conclusions. They all pursue the same path. As FBI Director James Comey later promoted McGonagall to oversee counterintelligence operations in New York, he is the fourth major FBI official who helped lead the Trump-Russia collusion probe to now face criminal charges or end up under investigation. 
You got Kevin Kleinsmith. Oh, and by the way, hang on. Let, let, me, let me backtrack. Let me, uh, let me Jen Psaki this and circle back to this point about uh, the Trump campaign official bragging that Russian officials had dirt on Hillary Clinton. What do we know about this now? Right. What was that based on? It's based on the reports. It was based on it was based on Podesta, right? John Podesta, who worked for Hillary Clinton. He got suckered in a phishing scam, an email phishing scam. He gave up his password. You know, oh, your security's compromised. Reset your password or whatever. Gave up his password. Somebody got into the uh, uh, got into his emails. They they dumped them all. This was the DNC hack. Which remember the DNC refused to let the FBI do a search of their computers to find out who did it. The DNC, when when assessing the risk, think about this, because at that point they did not know what all had been compromised. How could they, right? John Podesta was the campaign manager. So they know that Podesta's email got hacked, and so who knows what else they're able to gain access to or have had access to before they figured out that Podesta was an idiot and gave up his password. And when the FBI said to them, well, we need to do a forensic search of the computers and the servers to find out, you know, where where the hack came from, where did the information go, how is it being used? Like they wanted access and the DNC said no. And so they weighed the risk of the FBI looking at stuff on their computers as greater than whatever the risk of the hack was. And that's what, and I believe, wasn't it George Papadopoulos who was the one who made the comments about the Russians got stuff? And this is what he was talking about. And then, of course, Donald Trump makes the joke, which the media apparently is unable to detect humor, where Trump makes the joke, hey, Vlad, you know, if you got the if you got Hillary's emails, I'm sure you know, people would be very interested to see them. Oh, my gosh, he's calling for her to be hacked. Hey, uh, spoiler alert, Einstein's. She already was. She already was. The intelligence community said it is near certain that foreign agents, foreign governments and actors hacked into her homebrew private server because she did not have the security controls in place, which is why you don't set up your own server as the freaking secretary of state. There was no smoking gun, but her emails. It's not her freaking emails. It's the server. That's the smoking gun. But she only set it up so she could plan Chelsea's wedding and her yoga calendar. Right. Which is, of course, I mean, that's the. Right. Yeah. That lays bare the lie. Hillary Clinton doing yoga. I mean, come on. There's no way. There is no way. Um, so the uh, 2016 McGonagall investigation uh, or McGonagall uh, in 2016, he was serving as chief of the cybercrime section. McGonagall is the fourth FBI official to now face charges or be under investigation. You had Kevin Kleinsmith. He pleaded guilty to doctoring that email that FBI officials used to justify the secret surveillance of Carter Page, the Trump campaign advisor, which, if I recall that story correctly, they the FBI, before they do these FISA uh, warrants, they you know, send over a note to the CIA, and according to TV shows and movies, they don't. There's always turf battles; they don't really get along all that well. But um, they sent over a, a, an email, and they're like, "Hey, um, this uh, Carter Page guy, 
Do you guys do any work with him? And the CIA was like, yeah, we talked to him. So he was, what, what, an asset, right? Carter Page would go over to Russia. He would talk to people. He would come home, and he would tell the CIA everything that happened. And, the, and so the CIA told the FBI, yeah, he's one of our guys. We talked to him. And then the FBI deleted that information from the FISA court application, knowing that the FISA court would not approve a surveillance of Carter Page if it knew that the CIA was using him. So they lied about that. Klein Smith lied about that. He got 12 months of probation. He's got his law license back. See, it's, it's different when Democrats do it. That's the real lesson here. Who else? We had Curtis Heidi or Hade. Uh, he was a supervisory agent. He got, um, uh, he's under investigation for withholding maybe exculpatory information from the FISA court. Justice Department Inspector General uh, referred the former Deputy Director Andrew McCabe for criminal investigation after investigators concluded that he lied four times while being questioned about an improper leak to journalists. Uh, the prosecution, uh, prosecutors declined to file criminal charges against McCabe. He has now landed at CNN, I believe, or maybe NBC. I forget. So who was the oligarch that this FBI official was working for? We'll get into those details in a moment. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. By the way, if uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, so hurtful, first of all. Second of all, you should go follow me, or at least just check out the timeline. I have uh, sent out a picture of State Auditor Beth Wood's new state-issued vehicle. Because, you know, she, she cracked up the other one the other night, or actually a couple weeks ago, but we just found out. But, um, yeah, so I, I got exclusive uh, an exclusive image of her new vehicle. I sent it out on the Twitter machine. We're going to get to that story in the next hour, I promise. <clears throat> so um, who is this Who is this oligarch that Charles McGonigal, who used to be the head of the FBI's counterintelligence division in New York, who also used to be uh, the guy in charge of the cybercrimes division at FBI HQ, um, where he was one of the first officials to learn um, about the... The bragging that, oh, yeah, the Russians got some stuff on Hillary. And um, and that then prompted the Operation Crossfire Hurricane. That totally consumed and then broke the brains of so many people in America. So who did this guy go to work for? Oleg Deripaska. Uh, sorry. Oleg Deripaska. Deripaska. He is an aluminum magnate, which may, which is weird. An aluminum magnate. Like, you would think that he cannot spend any time at work, for if he does, he would just be sticking to everything all the time. Being an aluminum magnate. No, it's a magnate. I'm just kidding. Who, uh, he is close to Russian President Vladimir Putiput. He had ties to Paul Manafort, who briefly served as Mr. Trump's campaign manager. Mr. Manafort was indebted to Deripaska. Court filings in Mr. Manafort's 2018 financial fraud trial said that he tried to leverage his role in Trump's campaign to resolve his debts with Deripaska. By the way, when they brought uh, Manafort on, I said it was a bad idea. 
Lo, those many years ago. Right? When, and this, by the way, gave rise to the speculation and the concerns that Trump was uh, being um, uh, influenced by all of these pro-Putin people because he had Manafort in his orbit. The Trump administration in 2018, though, sanctioned Deripaska with two dozen oligarchs and Kremlin officials that are all tied to Putin. At the time, the Treasury Department said that the sanctions were for, quote, having acted or purported to act for or on behalf of, directly or indirectly, a senior official in the government of the Russian Federation. The indictment filed in New York federal court accuses Mr. McGonagall of accepting payments from the Russian oligarch that directly violated those sanctions. As prosecutors tell it, McGonagall agreed in 2021 to investigate one of Deripaska's rivals in exchange for payments. He's accused of receiving those payments through shell companies and then forging signatures to keep Deripaska's payments secret. You're going to love this part. You're going to love this part. Prosecutors said McGonagall concealed his ties to the Russian oligarch by telling friends that he was working for a, quote, rich Russian guy and stressed that his work was totally legal, totally legit. And in conversations with Deripaska, he would try to keep Deripaska's identity a secret by referring to him as the big guy. Isn't that convenient? Is it? What a coincidence. Russia's got a couple of big guys, too. Huh. Wow. How many, how many eyes does the FBI have to blacken? Thank <laughs> you.